are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Wednesday day after the Pelicans get a win, a much needed victory. And you know what? You're saying there's a chance against the Golden State Warriors, 108-103, a very important home victory that was fairly impressive by them. And we're going to break this game down over two segments, but I'm going to start off talking to just kind of about the situation this team faced going into this game and why this team, frankly, is so frustrating to see a victory like this happen on the second night of a back-to-back. So we've got a lot to cover throughout this for this series and for some of the rest of the season stuff, too, and about this team in general in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. So we'll get to the Pelicans 108-103 win over the Golden State Warriors, a game that keeps the Pelicans' hopes alive. And tomorrow we'll break down the remaining schedule, what it looks like for the Warriors, what it looks like for the Pelicans, and more importantly, what it looks like for the San Antonio Spurs and to a lesser degree, the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll set the stage for basically the final week or so of the regular season. But I want to talk and focus entirely on this game in today's show. And more than anything, before this game, you know... The, the the team won, right? And you could almost book it that this team was going to come out and respond to the punch in the face they, they received on Monday. This is what this team does, right? Whenever they've had like a real bad loss, they tend to rebounded and responded in the next game and played like the team that we know they're capable of, the team that we know that they kind of somewhere deep down actually are. But that's kind of frustrating, right? It's great that they won this game, that they had a good game plan, that they guarded Steph kind of well, that they did a lot of the things right, that other guys stepped up. Look at Lonzo Ball. But but where was this on Monday? You know, there's that that saying, I think it was Mike Tyson, right? You know, everyone has a game plan until you get punched in the face. And then it kind of deteriorates. The Pelicans are kind of the opposite of that, right? They get punched in the face and they respond really, really well. But should you get credit for that to some extent when on Monday you just... Uh, were, were terrible, where it looked like you just were disinterested in the stakes of that game, the importance of that game. And even after the game, they kind of said all the wrong things, came out flat. Other guys didn't step up. The game plan on how to guard Steph Curry by Stan Van Gundy was terrible. And they ultimately lost in, in pretty embarrassing fashion and were kind of torn down to the studs. You know, I, I used the analogy on the quick video hit that I do after every game. And I said, you know, it's like, a boyfriend or a husband, I don't know, someone, partner that cheats on their spouse or their girlfriend, right? And then next time they get an opportunity, girl's throwing herself at him and he doesn't cheat. And then is like, what a great boyfriend I am for not cheating on my girlfriend. Y- you don't get bonus points for that. That's the expectation, right? My expectation for this team is to come out and compete. If you lose, that's one thing. But if you come out and you play hard and do a lot of this stuff, I don't want to give you points for it. It's great that they came out and responded. But you should have done this in the first place and it shouldn't have needed a response. And that's what's so disappointing from this team and so maddening about this team. You know, at a certain point, it probably is better off, at least in the short term, that they tank, that you go for the seventh spot in the 
lottery versus trying to get into the playing tournament where you're pro- you, you might not even make it into the playoffs. You might just get bounced out in the, you know, and if you do, you get bounced out in the first round. So to see them respond, you want to be like, yay, go team. But like, wh- where the hell was this last night? And that is so, or two nights ago, Monday, so disappointing that it took a punch in the face for you to kind of figure out what you needed to do when what you needed to do, at least to a lot of us, was pretty obvious. And that's, it's frustrating. I don't want to give this team as much credit, I think, as people are doing. And you try and take that thousand yard view of this franchise. And that's kind of what I see. On a single night, it was a good game. And I'm glad they played like this. But this was a two-game series, not just a one-game thing on Tuesday night. And on Monday, they were completely, completely embarrassed. And on Tuesday, they weren't. It'd be great, though, if you didn't get embarrassed in the first place. You can blame it on youth. You can blame it on whatever you want. They didn't need to look like they did on Monday. That game could have been closer. That was a winnable game, as I said, as you saw in this one. They won. You don't need to be like this, but they are. And it's so frustrating. You don't get bonus points for not cheating on your partner. And we're almost giving this Pelicans team bonus points to a certain degree because, well, they didn't cheat this time because they actually played hard. You don't get bonus points for playing hard. That's what the expectations are as a professional athlete. And when you hear Zion after the game on Monday, and I didn't hear this quote from him and this clip from him until I was on um, Gus Kattengill's show on Monday on ESPN radio here in New Orleans. And he said like, oh yeah, it's kind of how the league goes. You lose this one, but we get another crack at him tomorrow night, referring to the game tonight. No, that's, that's terrible. You should have been pissed about that game on Monday, not been like, well, we get another go at it. Zion tried hard. You know, I'm not really trying to criticize him a ton, but at a certain point, you should be angry. You should take it personally to a certain degree, and you should feel pride about trying to win, and your pride should be stinging after that game, not like, oh, we get another crack at it. I I don't like that attitude from this team, and they've shown that they have that so much, and that's stopping them from winning a lot of games. This is a team that talent-wise, and when they put it together, is good enough to not even be in the play-in tournament and maybe be the seventh seed or the sixth seed, something like that. Still in the play-in tournament if you're in the seventh spot. But you get what I mean, not fighting for 10th. But they are because of this attitude and something that's missing from the team. And that's bad. That's a disappointment to me this season. So yes, they won. Good. I'm not complaining about it, right? They were good in this game. And we're going to talk about that. And we're going to shift gears here in a second. But it shouldn't have been, it, it shouldn't have taken them to get to this point and a, and a bad loss at home in what at that point was maybe the biggest game of the season. And we've seen this all year, right? The games against the San Antonio Spurs where you get the tiebreaker over them, which San Antonio has over New Orleans now, are huge. Know the stakes of the game and play up to that instead of just kind of going blah until you get punched in the face. Yes, you, you get some credit for responding instead of just folding. And when you're looking at it from thousand year view, and I was at the game last night with my buddy Tyler, and we talked about this a lot, actually getting into the play-in tournament this year is, you could argue, and we'll probably do this later in the week or, or soon-ish, more important than that seventh pick. The difference between the seventh pick and the 11th pick versus getting into the playoffs, I actually think is pretty important for the long-term goal of keeping Zion here because I do have concerns about that, but we luckily don't have to talk about those today. So I'm glad they won, but you know, you needed this on Monday. So where was this team? 
So it's time for the Ultra Player of the Week, brought to you by Michelob Ultra. And this is kind of all about the guy who's out there having fun, who's having joy and making you happy. And look, that, that's an important part of being successful. If you're miserable, is it truly success? And Zion's kind of the definition of this, right? Over these two games against the Golden State Warriors, he, he played as hard as he possibly could and took the team on Monday as far as he could. No one else just stepped up. But in this game, again, did everything he could to try and win the game. Good defensive possessions from him, good offensive possessions from him too, even if he was a little bit limited. And he forced everyone to rise to the occasion. He's kind of the definition of this. And as Michelob Ultra asks, are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? When he's having fun, and you could tell he was in this game trying to win because it was close, it ultimately led to the team having a lot of success. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, you can definitely enjoy a milk Michelob Ultra. It's not worth drinking something and being absolutely miserable during that time. If you have it, eh, you may as well drink, you know, something that's going to make you happy. And Michelob Ultra absolutely can do it. Joy creates success. And enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. Don't be miserable is kind of the key thing here. And Zion winning basketball games definitely isn't miserable and forces his teammates, as we're going to talk about it in the next segment to rise to his level so there you go zion williamson which could be every single week is your Michelob ultra player of the week all right so the pelicans win 108 103 let's actually be happy about this and maybe pretend like that first segment didn't happen but man this team is so maddening so frustrating but you know what a win's important, and, and we'll discuss why getting into the playing tournament, whether they make it or not, I think is actually really, really important this year for this team, for the long-term outlook of Zion Williamson staying with the franchise, but we're not going to do it today. So again, the Pelicans responded, and I'm happy they responded. It's better than not, and they came out with a pretty good game plan. You didn't see the same matchups as before. You didn't see Eric Blitzo always on Steph Curry to start and getting cooked. The Pelicans were ready for him to come up with a better solution than just playing one-on-one and forcing guys to fight through screens, follow him off ball and all of that when you see Draymond Green and you know Draymond and him run the pick and roll. They were prepared for it. It shouldn't have taken them a game to, to figure it out and be prepared for it, but at least they were in this game. And yes, while Steph Curry kind of went off 37 points in the second half, he was largely... Ineffective, just 5 of 18 for 13 points. Lights went out at one point, kind of reminiscent of the Super Bowl to a specific degree. But you know what? They did something that worked. And I love to see that. It shows you this team is capable of these highest of high moments that they give you. And they made adjustments. Going into this, you know, if we saw Eric Bledsoe and just kind of the same old, same old from last night or Monday, sorry, I'm recording this late Tuesday night, I would have I would have believed it, right? Like, we kind of expected that. You heard the exasperation in my voice to a certain degree in yesterday's show about this, and they made changes. I love it. At least we did that, and you got a victory largely because of it. And as I said, you know, this series, you, you could boil it down and make it pretty simple, right? You limit Steph Curry, and they did in the second half, and force other guys to beat you, and, and you can win this game. And you know what? They did. Steph Curry had 37. Andrew Wiggins did his thing. He scored 26. Not one other player for the Golden State Warriors uh, got to double figures. And as a team, the Golden State Warriors shot 42% from the field. It's not good. I love that. Kent Bazemore, remember, I've been, I've been bringing him up as a good example of this. He was 2 of 10. He didn't beat him. Michael Mulder, 3 of 9. He didn't, he didn't beat him. Draymond Green, 7 points, 12 rebounds, 9 assists. Good game overall. But he didn't beat them. 
No one else on this team was capable of doing it. Jordan Poole took nine shots, three of nine. No one else was capable of doing it. You limit Steph Curry and just don't let Wiggins go for like 50 or 60 and you can win this game. And they did. And it's in stark contrast to what this team did the other night. It was good. That's what you wanted to see out of this. The game plan was what it should have been on Monday. So at least they realized what that was and showed that they can win a game like this. Monday's game was winnable. This game was winnable. And the Pelicans did. And that's a really important thing. They could have folded. You could have just been like, whatever. I got punched in the face yesterday. Who who cares, right? You saw Steven Adams leave with injury. You saw Brandon Ingram not close the game due to injury too. They could have not really done a whole lot, but they stepped up and did, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Lonzo Ball was key there, just grabbing contested rebound after contested rebound. You know, it's interesting when you watch him play, you know, and a team like the Golden State Warriors, who takes a lot of threes, they took 53 of them in this game, by the way, that's an insane number. He grabs a lot of those long rebounds, threes when you miss, brick off the rim, backboard stuff, and bounce a lot longer. And it's oftentimes teams can get an offensive rebound of that. You can see a guy like Steph Curry getting his own rebound because it just carries him so far away. Well, when you have Lonzo Ball there, you know, and his height and being a pretty taller guard, you know, those those long rebounds where he's kind of stands in that mid-range area. He's not underneath the basket. He's not out there on the perimeter. A lot of those rebounds would go over the head of shorter guards, but he's able to go up and get them and bring them down and then lead transition buckets for New Orleans. And that leads to a lot of success for this team. And when they're playing smart basketball with everything else they're doing, they're rebounding. They only have 12 turnovers in this one. It's going to give you a pretty strong game. And that's what you saw from this team in this. They didn't really give second chance points as a ton, uh, sorry, second chance points a ton in this game. And it allowed New Orleans to really stay in it. That's great. Golden State only had 36 points in the paint. You really limited the damage you could do and you played good defense. You're going to get a lot of victories, I think. Um, and again, it's maddening. That's why this is so frustrating, right? We know what this team is capable of doing. But defensively, they were they were sound. I liked what we saw out of this. Limit Steph Curry. And if one of those other guys beats you, you lose the game. But more often than not, the Kemp Bazemores of this Warriors team, the Jordan Pools of this Warriors team aren't. This was a good game plan. This was a sound game plan. As much as I criticized Stan Van Gundy on uh, after Monday's game, and deservedly so, I don't have a ton to criticize him for in this one. I thought he was particularly good and really learned and turned things around in a 24-hour period. Shows you can be a really good coach. There have been some situations where he's very, very frustrating. But this is not one of those games that I don't have a lot to complain about him in this one. I thought he was good and the game plan was sound and it led to a win. Process versus, you know, it's being uh, process oriented versus results oriented. This was a process oriented game, and I loved what we saw out of them on at least the defensive side of the ball. So, coming up next here on Locked on Pelicans, let's look at offensive and Lonzo Ball's big night. So, before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Seriously, what's your favorite? Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorite flavor. And if you don't know what those are, well, you're missing out. It's coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So, there's absolutely something for everyone. Know what my favorite is? Right now, it's between mint brownie and double chocolate. Just the consistency 
consistency. They taste delicious. The mint brownie is like mint chocolate chip ice cream, except healthy for you. And if you haven't tried all of them, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine different flavors. And not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. Most of them have 17 grams of protein and only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar and just four grams of net carbs. A couple of them have 18 grams of protein and just 180 calories. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So order today to get that raspberry, that mint brownie, or whatever it is you like. And if you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you're going to get 15% off your first order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off over at BuiltBar.com. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all of the action over at BetOnline. And look, it's the stretch run for the NBA postseason. So there's a lot of big sports action going on. And you can get all the news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. So head to the website using your laptop or mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On over at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, continuing to talk about the Pelicans' big win, 108-103 over the Golden State Warriors' this team. Now, basically three games back at the San Antonio Spurs, who have the toughest remaining schedule, and we'll talk about this more a little bit tomorrow. We get a little bit of downtime, um, because I do think the Pelicans still have a pretty good chance at getting into the eighth seed, and I'll give you kind of the high-level overview of really why that's important without going too much into it, because we don't need to talk about Zion potentially leaving, because we're not there just yet. So 108-103, this was one of those ones where I said, you know, they're going to Try the Golden State Warriors are going to try and take out uh, take away Zion Williamson, and they did a, a fair enough job of that in Monday's game and force other players to beat him. And those other players didn't step up. And after the game, Steph Curry basically, or not Steph Curry, sorry, Steve Kerr said, I thought that was our best game plan and, and executed game plan of the season. And it was because those other guys didn't rise to the occasion. Lonzo Ball was way off. Brandon Ingram, just non-factor into this one. But you know what? In this game, they responded and they were led by Lonzo Ball who tied his career high with 33 points. 11 of 23, 7 of 13 from deep, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, just 3 turnovers. And after last night's game, he sent a text to Zion Williamson saying, hey, I I know I let the team down and I wasn't going to do it two nights in a row. So he wanted to let Zion know that he was going to be there with him in this second game and rise to the occasion. It would have been nice if he was there in the first game, but you know what? At least he took a lot of ownership of that accountability over that and stepped up. And Lonzo said, after sending that text to Zion in our post-game media availability, quote, I just knew I let my team down and I wasn't going to do that two nights in a row. I know the type of player I am and I believe in myself. I knew that I wasn't going to shoot three of 18 again. I just wanted to let Z know I was going to be there with him tonight. And he was. Credit to him. That's important. A guy that understands that he just screwed up cost his team a win, you could argue it to a certain degree, and wanted to perform. You love seeing that. Zion in this game was more ineffective than he was in the last game. And Zion was actually pretty good in the last game. Scored just 23 points, just, right? 23 points, seven reb- or, uh, 12 rebounds, seven assists, and he also shot under 50%, eight of 17. It was going to be the other Pelicans who needed to step up to deliver this victory. And Lonzo Ball was ready for that tonight. 
he was aggressive in this one. He hit that mid-range jumper like right at the end of the game that really kind of sealed the win for New Orleans. He doesn't do that, but he saw the opportunity. He was ready for it, and he drilled the shot. He gets as inconsistent as he is, and like we got to have conversations about him as we head towards the offseason, right? He was key in this one. They don't win without him doing this. Brandon Ingram, even though he wasn't quite himself and left early in this one, 13 points, better than what he did the other night. But Lonzo Ball was really key. If you don't get that kind of performance from him, if you get a 20-point game, they're not going to win. They needed him to massively step up, and he did. And he gets a credit for that. Would have been nice to see it the other night too, but you get credit for playing well. I'll give you that part at least. You also get dinged for not playing well in the first game, but I like this. He knew what the stakes were and he wasn't going to let this team down again. And he delivered. And in certain games, you just have to, I hate the phrase be better, right? But you have to be better. You just have to play better than what you did. And he did in this one. His defense was good too. It was a big part of why the Pugans won. You could argue, it's not even a question. He was the MVP of this game. They needed that kind of performance for him. The three-point shooting, the aggressiveness, the pushing in transition, the defense, and he delivered. And it makes it kind of frustrating, but I loved what we saw from him in this one. So that's going to do it for this edition of Lockdown Pelicans. Just kind of is what it is. These two podcasts last two, three days, I think all kind of tie together almost into one over a real interesting and important two-game series from New Orleans that still leaves them with a little bit of life. So we'll touch more on the schedule stuff. What are the Pelicans' chances? What do I think is going to happen at the regular se- at the end of the regular season? And why is fighting for this actually that important? Because I truly do think it is. So that's all coming tomorrow in Locked On Pelicans. So as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all then.